0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Game Chat, the video game variety show brought to you by Borderline Entertainment live right here on twitch.tv slash borderlineentertainment. But if you find that you are watching this late or listening on podcast services, thank you. That's amazing. But don't forget, we do have this live I was going to say every other week, but it really it's just whenever we can get these episodes scheduled. But anyways, we are bringing you today's episode with the one and only Adam Bankhurst. Adam, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. So happy to finally get on the show. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yes, we, we have a ton of fun in store for the episode, but I would be remiss if I didn't introduce the rest of our panel. Of course, we have to my lovely left, Mr. Nate Pressler.
2: Hey, everyone.
0: And to my righteous right. The one and only Addison Tassi. Who is, in fact, muted. (laughs) That's a great start. Oh, God. Oh, perfect start. (laughs) Perfect start. But anyways... (laughs) Thank you, Addison. Uh, we hope you guys are going to enjoy the show today. Um, I need to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our patrons. And don't forget, you can be one too. Head over to patreon.com slash borderlineentertainment. Consider being a patron today and help us make this show better. Bring more shows to you and just bring all the content that you want to see because we want to do this full time and we're not and that makes us very sad. So help us make that dream come true. Now let's let's move into the show, okay? we've We've got a stacked very very stacked list of things that we're gonna jump through and of course this is the variety format so we're gonna have a little bit of news a little bit of content creation within our collective minds and then just some good old reminiscing fun so let's kick it off with our newsbees news are you guys ready this is I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about because I know I've got some feelings now Adam this is your first time on the show and I don't know if you've had a chance to let some of the stuff digest because this is something that you you get to do regularly, is, is talk about video games. So I know that you probably got feelings, but with newsbees, we take each story and we rank them. We have four different categories. We have extreme hype, definite intrigue, mild interest, and absolute boredom. And we're gonna start off our newsbees docket with XCloud versus Apple. You may have heard that Microsoft has a great new program coming and it's called xCloud. They're mixing it with their Game Pass service and it's going to be the next big thing since sliced bread. But as an Apple user, and I'm sure that there are others out there, we have a reason to be upset. So Microsoft, and this story is coming by way of The Verge, Microsoft has ended its xCloud gaming streaming test for iOS devices today. Now, I do have to say that this is of August 5th, so... If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, September 15th is going to see the release of the xCloud service as a complete launch, not just in early beta access. However, Apple devices will not be receiving, this is gonna be coming strictly to Android customers. Now, this isn't one of the situations where it is gonna be a timed launch. This isn't one of the situations where there's some exclusive partnership. And uh, maybe it's it's sponsored in some sort of way. No, this is purely because Apple's policies are preventing xCloud from launching on iOS. Google's Stadia also suffered the same fate when it came to its launch. So where are we at? Uh, how do you guys feel about this? Have any of you ever used xCloud? I guess I should start with that.
1: I've used xCloud. I, I was in the public preview program. I haven't got a chance to try it on iOS yet. Cause I know they only let people play, you know, master chief collection. And there was only, I think about 10,000 people. They let out in the program because mm-hmm. of Apple's, uh, you know, guidelines and everything like that. But I did try it on Android and it was impressive. I mean, the, first of all, the, the like amount of games that they let you try out in the preview program was very like, you know, from first party games to third party games, there were like 30 or 40 or 50 games you could try out. And you know, it, it works really well. It actually worked pretty well. I was playing it on a, Galaxy S7, I think. Okay. Like a Xbox controller that I synced up to, it, and I'm like, this is the future. I'm so excited, and I can't wait to play it on my iPhone. And now I can't, and I can't play Ori on my iPhone, and I'm very <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah,
0: I um, I had the uh, the preview service as well on my iPhone. Um, didn't end up. I, you know, I might for this, you know, end up getting a Samsung phone just for for XCloud. You know, I'm not gonna like permanently switch. Don't. I, I saw your eyes, Addison. Don't worry. I'm not switching over to the dark side, but. Um, yeah, I had a ton of fun playing the, the master chief collection. And even though I didn't get access to all the other games for me, that was enough to just get my feet wet. Um, I had stadia, you know, like I said, you, you couldn't do anything with stadia on, on Apple devices. Oh my gosh. Get that thing out of my face. (laughs) Get that out of here. I listen, I don't want to make a stadia rant, but it just, it just, it wasn't my cup of tea. I'll just say that. Um, Some things worked, some things didn't. But anyways, talking about xCloud, I had a lot of fun. It made me very excited for the future. And then, of course, uh, Microsoft and Xbox made that announcement that they were going to be pairing xCloud with Game Pass. And that just set me to the moon. I I was full on. I feel like they're making all the right decisions. And then this just came like a swift kick to the gut. And uh, I even I, I thought to myself, well, OK, well, if it's not going to be coming anytime soon, let me at least go back to the, the preview program and just experience it while I can. And then to see that it was just randomly shut down I, and they didn't even say anything at first, they just stealth cut. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's, oh, my gosh. Uh, Addison, Nate, where are you guys at with this? It's so frustrating.
3: Um, yeah, I mean. I don't like any you know, of the preset options that we have for this. Like, it's not extreme boredom, but it's like extreme frustration. I feel like Apple has been slowly like making themselves look really bad over the past five years almost. Like their prices are going up. It's it's just bad moves all over the place. Um, and like, <laughs> if you got an Android, I wouldn't blame you because like they're really kind of screwing themselves. I think so. Yeah, I'm just frustrated about all of it.
2: I agree with Addison because it's it's like twofold because it just seems like they're trying to almost bolster Apple Arcade, which is fine. I've played Apple Arcade; it's fine. Um, but it also is very similar. Like Google and Amazon can play nicely now, where I can like stream Amazon Prime onto my Chromecast, yeah, which is a newer thing, and like that's nice to be able to like utilize one service on another service's device, but. It just seems like Apple is just – they continue to build walls that are very expensive, um, and you're kind of locked in for life. Yeah. So.
0: And, I mean, are we all Apple users here for the most part? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm hoping my MacBook doesn't shut off mid-podcast because we're
0: talking <laughs> about them. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big Apple guy. I've got the iMac, the MacBook, the the iPad, the AirPods, the – I mean, it's like I've basically uh, sold my soul – to to Steve Jobs' ghost, so I'm the same way. Uh, it's a huge bummer because, and the the last thing that I'll say about it is I was really really excited for the Switch-esque setup that they had with those Joy-Con looking controllers. Now I haven't looked uh, too much deeper into like who's the manufacturer, how are they actually going to work, how they you know how do they pair to the phone, but. I just, I, the fact that I'm not going to be able to get that and then I have to, to buy an extra phone, I have to pay for an extra plan just to do this is ridiculous. So, I mean, I signed a change.org petition. I don't know if anyone else saw that. I signed <laughs> I that, sucker. You're doing
1: your part. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I don't know if Apple's going to listen, but boy, I hope they do because this oh. does not look good. And like you said, Nate, like uh, Apple Arcade um, is what it is. It's not bad at all. It's a great program. But to, to think that they are, doing a move like this to try and bolster apple arcade as a competitor to to stadia and XCloud, i mean come on it's yeah no it's, it's not gonna happen but yeah uh, we've said our piece there let's move on to the next item on on the docket and this i feel like there's a little bit of a trend looking at all of these news stories and to where they're they're a tad bit negative i feel like we're gonna end happy but um I apologize for that. I didn't even realize as I was curating this list that every story was like, wow, th- everything makes me angry today. <laughs> but that brings us to <laughs> the Avengers beta. and PS. Not even just the beta, the game as a whole on PS4. So they're going to be getting Spider-Man exclusively. Now, at first glance, you would think, okay, well, they've got Spider-Man PS4. Uh, maybe it's just a crossover there that makes sense. No, these are completely unrelated. It is just the character of Spider-Man is only going to be on uh, PS4 now. I don't know if there has been, um, you know, any change in the news if this is going to be a timed exclusive. But this is I'm just pulling it from the PlayStation blog. Earth's Mightiest Heroes are getting a helping hand from a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in 2021. Uh, jumping down here into the story, um, they're getting very personal. But let's just talk about the hero as a whole within the game. When Spider-Man comes to our stable of heroes, we'll be making his debut with an in-game event. So it's not just the character, they're getting a full-blown event within the game. Which is, yeah, okay. So, the event is comprised with a series of multiple challenges for the hero to take on, testing his abilities and yielding some exciting, re- exciting results. And like the rest of our heroes in Marvel's Avengers, we will offer multiple cosmetic outfits and gameplay experience options so you can make your vision of the wall crawler a reality. It's never been a better time. To be a spider fan well that's not true the team at crystal dynamics along with our partners are overjoyed that we get to be a part of this hero's gaming journey we can't wait for you to add spider man to your marvel avengers roster in early 2021 and as we promised before he will be available at no additional cost to owners of the base game exclusively on playstation Addison, you, you have the biggest look of disdain in your eyes. So I want you to to start us off with this.
3: It just blows my mind. Like, why is is it just Sony, like, being so protective over him? Like, it, it extends into, you know, the movies, to, for me anyway, that, mm-hmm. like, there's this huge problem over where Spider-Man gets to go. And this game has been blowing it for me since I saw it first off and I said this last episode. Like, it's just so disappointing to see. Um, and like, as things have progressed, I just don't care any longer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody played the beta so far?
1: Uh, yeah, I got to, I jumped into it on Friday night and it was fun. I mean, I, I, my first impressions were it's super button mashy and it was like, not the most, like, I actually liked playing a it, it He did kind of have the Kratos God of war feeling, which was kind of fun to play with. But as I played more of it, some of the systems started to, you know, unveil themselves and the skill trees are pretty extensive and they kind of change the way you play and you can choose how you want to do stuff. So I was like starting to see the layers of the game. So I am excited to see more of it. And it was, it was enjoyable. It was not, not like the greatest experience, but it was, it was fun to play. And I was, I I liked what I was getting into it, but the whole, the whole Spider-Man thing for me is just, it's just such a kick in the face to Xbox and PC players because, you know, I get exclusives. I mean, yeah, they happen. Every system has it. But when it's a multi-platform exclusive, that's just that's just so wrong to me. It just feels so crazy. I mean, I'm hoping it's a timed exclusive. They haven't said anything about that one way or the other. I mean, right now they're just saying it's exclusive-exclusive. But it's just crazy because not only does it you know preclude Xbox and PC from playing Spider-Man, but it also makes it so Spider-Man won't be weaved into the main story because he has to say exclusive to PlayStation. So it's like kind of a twofold thing which is kind of a shame where they have this character, like, sure, he'll be cool on PlayStation and everything, but imagine if he was integrated into, like, the main story and everything, too. That would have been even cooler, I think, in my experience. But, right. yeah, I just... I'm not a big fan of <laughs> of exclusives. I think people should be able to play wherever they want. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a shame.
3: And I think, like, one thing that is killing it further to for me, like, sorry to jump back in here, but, like, my, I was going to play with some of my Xbox friends, and... So like now that you know Spider Man's one of the favorites, so it's like, well now I obviously kind of want it for PS Five if I'm gonna get it. Like, I'm why would I buy it twice? So it's just frustrating that I wouldn't be able to do like, you know, exactly what would they want me to do is play the game with who I want.
0: Right, and I think you know what would be a major, like just extra kick in the gut is okay. So you let's say you buy it twice. Because you you want to play with all of your friends and then you find out that, okay, Spider Man, we're gonna let you go, you're gonna be on Xbox as well. Then it's like you you bought two copies for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah, I like you said Adam, I completely get console exclusives. You know, they, they make the ecosystem, you know, they they make the branding for these consoles. But when it's a multi platform, like for me, I immediately think Destiny you know, PlayStation saw all of that stuff. But even then, it was like Xbox players at least had some sort of hope that they would see it a year later. You know, like, it, it wasn't ideal, but there was that light at the end of the tunnel. This is... And, you know, I don't know if it's just Sony that's to blame. I know that they own the character, you know, and they, they had the issues with movies uh, as well. But, I mean, Crystal Dynamics, they're the one who are... They're making the game. So... I I feel like they would have had some sort of choice in this matter
1: well it's it's interesting because you know crystal dynamics made uh tomb raider rise of the tomb raider i think it was the second one that was exclusive yeah. to xbox for like a year so they had like that whole exclusivity deal that they had so it's interesting and also as far as spider-man like he was in marvel ultimate alliance 3 on switch so it's not like they're not letting him appear on any other platform right anything. so it's like yeah, you know it seems like it was kind of a yeah there has to be a you know twofold type of thing with with whatever the decision was, I mean, I'm. It's a great get. I mean, for PlayStation, obviously, it's I mean,
0: yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's
1: clearly the best way to play it, but it's yeah. It's just I don't know. It's it's too bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's bad
1: vibes. I
2: just don't know why they didn't do even like I saw a bunch of tweets about it, but like Soul Caliber, where each version got like an right. to their platform, which yeah. was like fun. And it's like, why not have it where each platform then gets their own like story with a different hero? And I just I don't. It seems like a cash grab, and it just kind of seems like and maybe we're all thinking too far into it, but it seems kind of marred by what happened with like the MCU and Spider-Man and like Tom Holland, basically having to like go in tipsy and say like, here's what we need to do to like shake hands and be okay with the third movie. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Like backdoor deals are happening, but it just, it, if they announced an exclusive for PC and then an exclusive for Xbox, did they do that as a reaction to how people are feeling now? Mm. Or is it something where it was like a timed event in their PR strategy that they just like didn't, think people wouldn't freak
0: out about yeah i just i i can't see any positives out of this one at all i mean okay you get to play a spider-man that's really cool (laughs) but uh, there's just no possible uh a benefit i think it's purely because it's a multi-platform game and it's not even like i completely get where you're coming from nate because for me i bought those three copies of soul Calibur 2 Because I wanted to play as Hayachi and Link and Spawn, even though I thought Spawn was a weird choice for Xbox when they had plenty of exclusives. But, like, (laughs) that that wasn't something that I felt was taking away from any of the other ecosystems because they were all, like, exclusive characters and mascots of those platforms. But, like, this is just Marvel. It's Marvel Comics. Everybody reads those, you know. So it's not. It'd be different if it was like, "Hey, uh, Avengers on Xbox is getting Master Chief," or you know, like, sure, yeah. fine, do what you got to do there. But Spider Man, come on, okay. Uh, any more? Any more hot takes about this one before we move on to the next story? Yeah, no. Like
1: I said, it's just I just feel bad for Xbox and PC players because it just kind of. They get screwed, all right. So you know, it's in this day and age where Fortnite and Call of Duty and everyone has supports crossplay and everybody playing together and doing stuff like that. It just there's been a lot of decisions recently that feel like we're not going as forward as I thought we were. Yeah. As an industry, which is kind of a which is kind of sad because I think it's just it's so much better when you knock down those walls and just let everybody play. Right. And
0: one last thing, you bring up a good point. Like in my mind, is that this is going to be a games as a service game. This isn't going to be just a single outing and then that's it. You know, like you talked about how Spider-Man is being weaved into this story. They're going to be building into this game for years to come. And Spider-Man will literally always be an integral part of that. And that, yeah, that's depressing. But, all right, let's move on to the next item on the docket. And I do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer with this one. Um, We try not to, to make things political at all. So... Like with with this story, this is purely going to be about who this is affecting and not exactly who is putting in the executive order. Um, so <laughs> let's, we all have our opinions there, and I don't want to, you know, as confusing as people's decisions are, I don't want to oust anybody or make people feel uncomfortable. So the next item on the Newsbees docket Trump has signed orders banning U.S. business with TikTok owner ByteDance and uh, WeChat's owner Tencent now let's pull back the layers here why is this important to the gaming universe well aside from TikTok having great gaming videos really we're looking at tencent and if you don't know who tencent is tencent is one of the largest companies in the world it's a chinese company but they have stakes in some of the biggest companies that gaming companies that we love and adore um you know adam you brought up fortnite they have major stakes within Epic Games, um, Blizzard as well. So...
1: They fully own Riot Games, which is... Yeah, and they fully like, own Riot, Riot Games. I mean, Valorant. Legends, Valorant, all that stuff. It's so... They own, they own like 5% of Ubisoft. I mean, it's insane how far their reaches. It's crazy.
0: How... Do we think that this is actually going to stick? Because I I don't see how this can happen. I don't know. I just, I feel like this is like a, a doomsday situation where they Tencent does have such a far reach and they do have their hands in so many different pockets that if this were to actually happen, it's like a major sector within the gaming universe is going to crumble.
1: <laughs> so it's it's funny. So I, I was covering this live as it was happening for IGN a few nights ago. So I'm very familiar with kind of what was going on. So at first everyone was like, whoa, what is going on? This is crazy. This is crazy. But, you know, the executive order is, I mean, it says, it it kind of in a roundabout way says WeChat and Tencent and all this kind of stuff, but a White House official came out and kind of said that this will really only be focused on transactions related to WeChat. So we're hoping that's kind of what the situation is, because if that's the case, I'm sure Tencent might, you know, they could retaliate in some kind of form or try to do something because they don't agree with this decision and stuff like that. But it sounds sounds like they're focused specifically on that, but it is uh, it's kind of a scary thing because like who knows what the next steps could be, in in response to all this. So that's that's kind of what's what's kind of weird about this whole thing because yeah, if, if something happened with Tencent, then yeah, that would have major implications in the gaming industry. It's crazy.
0: Right. Nate, where you at?
2: I just it's I'm trying to follow along with everything, but I feel like the biggest. The biggest wave of like frustration that i saw kind of in like my social peripheral was the tiktok side of things and i've even seen recently where like tiktok might be purchased by twitter or something to like try to save tiktok Mm -hmm. quote-unquote save it but it's just it's it's a very frustrating situation and regardless of the outcome i think that it's if it falls a certain way it can have a lot of overreaching repercussions for like spotify and like reddit and other Things that are, like, very integral and, like, what all of us do every single day. So, it's just... I'm, I'm interested to see how it pans out, but I don't like that I have to be interested to see how it pans out.
0: <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Addison, any thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely frustrating, but, like, like Adam said, I, I don't see... I, things like this to me always feel like they just blow over and like when they get announced they just kind of get super hyped up and then we never really feel the full ramifications so i'm hoping that's that's kind of one of these cases um because like (laughs) as much as i don't enjoy fortnite and stuff like i know there are thousands and millions of people that love that game hey it's not that
0: bad just saying play with me (laughs) play with me and you'll enjoy it sorry continue fine anyway there's cars now come on
3: (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know. It just is, is frustrating that we even have to, you know, be worried about stuff like this. Um, and it, like you said, it's kind of like a doomsday situation, and it's fitting right in with the rest of 2020. So
1: That's very true. <laughs> well,
0: That's... <laughs> 2020, you are shaping up to be quite the year. You know, <laughs> maybe this is a message to all of us to go back to an era where physical media was king. Let's stop buying stuff digitally because when you think about it, you don't own it. You don't really own it. You own a license. And yeah, this is a... We'll have to watch this one closely. Like I said, it's not necessarily something that I'd want to watch closely, but it, do, it does affect so much that... Let's see what happens. I hope that it does blow over. I hope that it's something that just is a heightened moment. Um, and there seems like there's been a few of those lately. But let's wrap up this news b section with some cool stuff some happiness and some joy so last on the newsbees docket we have modern warfare we've got now this is a twofer this is a twofer so the first set i want to talk about the game file size is going to finally be shrinking and this is i take this very personally because this affected me i i was playing warzone on my ps4 I couldn't hang. I had to delete it off because the thing inflated to the point where it was almost 300 gigs. I couldn't have anything else on my PlayStation hard drive, and it was a nightmare. I think this recent patch that they're coming out with for Season 5, which I don't quite understand because they say that the patch is massive, but it's also going to shrink the size of the game. No matter what space magic they have going into it, I'm glad that this is something that's actually happened. Uh, Now, this is coming from IGN. Um, The Season 5 update, available available to download now for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, ahead of the season launch of itself, weighs in at a chunky 36 gigs on PS4, although requires 90 gigs of free space on the hard drive, which is ridiculous, just to initiate the download. Um, But Modern Warfare's production director, Paul Haley? Hale? Paul, if you're out there, please tell me if I'm saying your name correctly, Um, (laughs) has said that this won't add more space demands on top of what the game already currently takes up. The overall size of the game will actually shrink on your console after you download the patch. Even though we're adding a bunch of new content for the season, he says, he also explains that the patch contains not just new content, but optimization for the existing asset packs, which is phenomenal. So I guess I can kind of understand that space magic. With Modern Warfare taking up pretty much 200 gigabytes at the moment across all platforms, this shrinkage of the <laughs> shrinkage, sorry, uh, of the install size will come as good news to players who'd like to have other large games installed on the same drive. Do we, I, Addison? I know you've played uh, Warzone. Adam, Nate, are you Warzone aficionados?
2: I actually haven't played a Call of Duty game.
0: What? Whoa. Hold up. Like, no, okay.
2: Well, okay. I played <laughs> Ever? It like once, probably, like, 14 Thanksgivings ago. Oh, wow. Because my cousins, they were really good at it, and this was they also were the the Halo cousins that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Okay. And they kicked my butt, and they made fun of, like, a kill ratio and all this stuff, so I just, like, gave up and was like, I'll never be good at this game. <laughs> and haven't played it since.
0: But, I mean, like, sorry, Matt, you really derailed this entire show. <laughs> You've never played... A Call of Duty by yourself substantially, campaign, zombies, anything.
2: No, you can take my gamer card. I'd probably need to take it. Taken. No,
0: no. Listen, like, I mean, <laughs> uh, Call of Duty is is what it is. You know, there is Call of Duty burnout. That's a real thing. So I would understand if it was like, hey, I played it and it was just too much and I couldn't keep up and I stopped playing. That was me. But to never play it. Even like – do you have any older consoles? Because I will ship one to Texas – with a Call of Duty, install it on the hard drive, play it, send it back, <laughs> let me know your thoughts. Wow. Okay. Um, good gosh.
2: I think their marketing is really what? great though, and I think what they're doing with the teas is like from a public relations standpoint, really rad. So I'll give it that.
0: I mean, but. is it because you don't drink Mountain Dew or eat Doritos? Because we know that those are like hand in hand tied with like Call of Duty.
2: Expensive. Okay. I, I I will eat Doritos. I don't drink them, do
0: though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh well, back to the story before that horrible horrible breaking news. Uh, <laughs> wow. What do we think about this? Are we excited Warzone players? This is a good thing. This is a good thing.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about it cuz like I I dabble. I don't I don't go hard <clears throat> in Call of Duty and like I think the last campaign that I played was Maybe for the Xbox 360, like that first Call of Duty that came out. Um, And, like, I just don't care that much. Yeah. So, for me to sacrifice that much storage on my console for a game that I just occasionally will play Mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah. Um, So, I'm all for the shrinkage.
0: Yeah. It's not even a game that you occasionally play. It's one mode of a game that you occasionally play. Yeah. Which is baffling.
3: Yep. So, I mean... It's fine. Um, I mean, I though my girlfriend's nephew asked me to play on the PS4 with him, and I know it's cross-play, but I just didn't want to deal with that, so I just tried to download it. <laughs> I ended up buying like a 4-terabyte hard drive just so I could occasionally oh, play with it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that's my <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited because I, I, I have, like, a couple of friends who... Because I play Warzone, like, I every once in a while I'll play for, like, a week, and then I'll take some time off, and then I'll come back, and... I do actually really enjoy Warzone. I've I've had a lot of you know fun times with it and stuff. And I usually play Call of Duty every year. And I mostly play for the campaign. Mm -hmm. And um, except so when they took it out, what last year I think or whatever two years ago, yeah, that was like the first time I actually skipped a Call of Duty. But okay, um, yeah, but I'm excited for you know the the lesser lesser file size because hopefully it will get some of my other friends back to play and stuff like that. But it's yeah, it's just I always laugh when I see these stories. It's just (laughs) insane how much bigger these files are getting. I know. And I feel like
0: to like take this off to a weird route, I feel like this is a direction that I want more games to take. And this is something that I've been preaching for a while that I feel like I haven't brought up in a in a hot minute, so I'm gonna bring it up again. (laughs) I understand that this could seem like a money grubbing tactic, but I would love it if developers and I I don't make games so I don't know if this is even like possible or like how difficult it is but I would love it if when you make your game you can sell it as the entire package so there is the 60, 70, 80 dollar whatever price we're going to get to with the next generation sell it as that entire thing but if I don't play the single player if I'm not a multiplayer person or if I just want to play like your battle royale mode just like nickel and dime me you know, make me pay 20 bucks for this one thing, and that's fine. I'll pay it, and that's fantastic. And then if I want the other editions, then I will. Like, I, I, I know Crackdown had two different files, so you could download the story or you could download the multiplayer, like, and it was separate. Um, Uncharted 3 did that for a little bit on the PS3. So I feel like more companies, again, as a complete aside, should do this stuff more often
1: well call of duty black ops 4 or the one last year they they like released their zombie mode and i think multiplayer like kind of separately or they they like kind of separated them where you can i think buy one or the other when you want and stuff like that and i yeah i agree i think that would be i think that would be a great future also i think activision knows that if they just sold at 60 everyone's gonna buy it anyway (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah until they until they may see some issues i think they're like you know what That sounds great, but also we like money. Yeah, like swimming in our vault, so we don't want it to drop down any lower. (laughs) Ah, man.
0: Well, listen, Activision, if you're listening, and we know you're not, (laughs) this would be probably more money for you because it could be one of those deals where like you sell it as a whole, and it's like, hey, it's sixty bucks. It's cheaper. Or if you buy them separately, if you were to buy them all separately, it would add up to like some astronomical amount that wouldn't even make sense for the for the uh, entire game. So, think about it think about it so the I next th- did
2: it, where they broke it up into little individual content pieces yeah it's you could buy it one-off or you could a buy perfect the of for like 20 bucks
0: so it's a, a very viable option I feel like more people need to listen to that but this is only one half of the warzone news so to my warzone players there have been little happenings within warzone lately hinting towards Uh, Before, we thought it was possibly the next season of Warzone, but it looks like it's going to be the next Call of Duty game. So, Fortnite fans know this very tried and true, that their in-game events are incredible. We've started to see more games start to pull those, um, those ideas out and implementing them into their games, and Warzone is no exception. Now, I haven't been playing, so I haven't seen any of these personally. But um, apparently there have been blips and teases and, like, weird subliminal messaging. Um, But what seems to be coming is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, It will be announced Monday, August 10th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, apparently. So talking about a new Call of Duty, does this get you guys excited? First of all, Cold War, I I didn't think that there was, like, forward-facing fighting in the actual Cold War. So I don't know. What kind of game like, are we just going to be sitting around a round table and speculating what the other countries are going to be doing or <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean are are you guys excited for a new Call of Duty? A new Black Ops?
1: You know I'm I'm excited to to see it cuz this is like the longest we've gone without a Call of Duty reveal. And so it's just it's kind of an interesting thing that they've been teasing and stuff like that and what kind of makes me excited about this Call of Duty? is like the hint that maybe they will tease it and have some big event in Warzone happen to announce it. And then they already came out and said last week that, that this new Call of Duty is going to be integrated with Warzone and stuff like that. So mm. I'm all about these big kind of event style moments and stuff. I really think it, it's cool and adds to like the whole package you're getting and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see what they have. You know, I'm sure it'll be mostly the same Call of Duty, but I would, if they have some cool integration with evolving Warzone and seeing how that stuff happens, I, I'm very curious how they handle that. Cause I, I'm, it was just so annoying when I'm like, okay, we have blackout and then we had Warzone, And then I'm like, are we yeah. going to have another battle Royale next year? It's like, stop segmenting your player base, all that. It's just kind of bring everybody together. So I'm ah. excited to see how they kind of handle all of that stuff. So. It'll be interesting.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'd be excited about it. I'm, I always like, you know, most announcements. Um, and if they're going to throw it back to a little bit of an old timeish, you know, war, um, instead of going futuristic, I think that's always nice. Um, but on the same hand, like with Battlefield, I got burnout um, with that. Um, so I don't, i just don't know if I've kind of like moved past these games um, for my my own playstyle, or uh, if it just take, it was going to take something a little bit different.
2: I've got no stake in this game, but I know I want to know what's in the crate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I will be tuning in tomorrow, at 12 p.m. Eastern time. There you go.
0: And Nate, this could be your first Call of Duty ever. So.
2: I it could release for the Nintendo Switch
0: 2020. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, wish. They
2: this... did, didn't they release one for like the Wii U or something or the Wii? Uh, at one point. There was I one on the
1: There was one there. on the Wii. There was a very terrible version on the Vita. What it, Black Ops declassified was the yeah. one on the Vita? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that game was so bad. <laughs> oh, it would be awesome if played on the Switch, played on the Go, but yeah, need that Switch Pro, baby, come on. I
0: know, or just dumb it down enough to where—not dumb it down—that sounds bad, but uh, <laughs> make it simple enough, in the hardware or uh, the make file it size. Sitting
1: around a table talking about how they can invade other countries. Like, yeah, like Cold War. Let's make it like that. Make it a walking simulator, Call of Duty style. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just make it like Tropico. You yeah, know, like it's—it looks like it's going to be a nice war game, but it's—it's it's not. <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> Uh, but that does it for Newsbees. let us know in the comments below or in the chat what do you think about these newsbees items are you excited about them are you angry about them do you have mild interest or do you just not care whatsoever uh, but with that we're going to move to our next segment what's in the box where we talk about what are we playing what's in our xbox our, our playstation our switch our pc what is the game that's getting us going right now and i want to start it off
1: with adam what are you playing? Hey guys. <laughs> so this week, I see. So yeah, I jumped into the Avengers beta, which I talked about a little bit before. Uh, played a little bit of Fall Guys, the you know worldwide phenomenon that's taken over everything. Oh my gosh, I haven't tried and, it yet, and it's. I, I've enjoyed it, except. So I've. I like. I'm not the biggest fan of like those match games where you have to turn the card over and like match all the cards and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's a game in there for Fall Guys, and they literally made me play that game five out of seven times. And I'm like, oh. come on! So that was like not a great first impression because I'm like, that's not. <laughs> if you, I'm already repeating games that quickly. There's something that's got to be fixed. But when you get some friends playing, it's it's really good. I'm I'm very much enjoying it. And then uh, just playing, I, I got ba- a little back into Valorant because I launched a new act, and still like the way that game plays. I'm 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 a big fan of it. So those are kind of the big things. And I keep meaning to get back to Ghost of Tsushima, but I've had a lot of work this week, so unfortunately, my gaming time has not been so great this week. But Definitely I'd say Fall Guys and Avengers and a little bit of Valorant are are the main things I've been doing.
0: Yeah. Addison, I saw a, a glimmer in your eye when it came to cool. a Ghost of Tsushima. What have you been yeah. playing? <laughs> uh,
1: that.
3: I have been making a lot of mistakes while being playing. Like I just get lost in the world. Like I just stare at stuff as I'm writing and will end up in a part of the map that I'm definitely not supposed to be in yet. <laughs> um, like I think I went as far south as I could before I even like learned how to do assassinations because I was just completely ignoring the story. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm just, you know, making my way around that world and it's delightful. (laughs)
0: Truth. So as someone who chose Paper Mario and I, I haven't had time to even think about Ghost of Tsushima yet. What are some of your key takeaways? Like, what are, what were the buy-ins for you? Like you started playing and there was X moment, Y moment. That's like, okay, this is the game. I'm, I'm very happy with my purchase.
3: Um, I mean, art style one is huge for me. Um, so like seeing just a beautifully crafted world, um, and that flows into, you know, um, full out battle or stealth, like you have, you know, different ways it, (laughs) I was talking to my roommate about it and I was like, this feels like breath of the wild, but it's like way more realistic to me. Um, so it's, it's a fun gameplay for me. Um, and I think you would enjoy it too. Cause half the time i I'm relating it to splinter cell as well. It's Oh,
0: weird. okay. Wait, wow. I, I need to know. <laughs> Cause the, you said splinter stealth. cell and now I'm so intrigued.
3: The stealth aspect of it.
0: Okay. Just the um, stealth as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. I was hoping okay. there was some sort of, like, I realize that it wasn't made by Ubisoft, you know, but I mean, who knows? I
3: don't, I don't want to go into storyline because I don't want to ruin anything for
0: anyone. Okay, fine. Maybe <laughs> just text it to me later. As long, I mean, if it's really spoilery, then don't text it to me. But I'm, I'm really intrigued, especially now that you're relating it to Splinter Cell. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> there's, just, there's so many games coming out. I, I haven't even finished Last of Us Part Two. I can't be buying more
1: games, guys. Come on.
3: Am I wrong about that, Adam? Like, kind of comparing it to Splinter Cell a little bit. Do you get any of those vibes?
1: Yeah, I, I do get a little bit. I think, yeah, just the way, like you said, the, the stealth and certain things like that. If Splinter Cell took place in beautiful feudal Japan, so like, I, 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 but I definitely get that, that feeling, especially when you unlock some of these other abilities and get to kind of use some cool tools and stuff like that. It definitely has some vibes of that for sure. Oh man,
0: uh, have have any of you played Tenchu?
1: Uh-uh. Oh man, long time ago.
0: Okay, so I I know it's been a long time ago, but when I first saw this game announced, I immediately got Tenchu vibes. Is that am I right in that assumption, or is that just purely the feudal Japan aspect?
1: I mean, I think it is mostly that, but okay, <laughs> I think <it> has okay, <laughs> that aspect. But like I said, the Ghost Shima, I think like especially a lot of the beginning of the game and like the opening of the game, they really kind of encourage you to like walk. Like head first, right into a camp and attack people and shout like it's for a standoff and get into duels and stuff. Where you know, Tenshu's a lot more kind of from the shadows and stuff like that. So, right, kind of have the both styles of play and stuff. But you know, there, there's obviously similarities. So, that's I don't think you're completely off base, yeah.
0: Now, uh, what kind of what mode are you guys playing in? Are you playing in the colorful mode or the um the faithful black and white?
1: Kurosawa, yeah, I'm playing in color, okay. Oh, yeah. I want to see that beautiful world. I, I might like mess around with it once I'm. I'm debating whether I want to get the platinum trophy or not. I think that would be kind of a cool way to experience and stuff like that, but it is a gorgeous world. So I, I kind of want to experience all the color and all that kind of stuff. Cause there's like leaves flying everywhere and like stuff happening. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yep. And, um, and Nate, we'll, we'll get to you next, but I just have one more question and you can tell I'm just like, now I'm just itching to play the game. So <laughs> th- there are, <laughs> there's two play styles, you know, you've got the stealthy and then you have just the full on samurai action aspect. Um, do you feel like once you've kind of chosen a path that you feel this replayability in the future where you can go back and maybe try that instance in a different way, or does it feel like either way you're, you're getting to the same end. So it doesn't really matter too much.
1: Yeah. I think it's specifically, you're kind of getting to the same end because they, they, you know, uh sucker punch said that it's not like a morality system where you choose, like go super stealthy and, people are going to treat you differently or the story's going to end up differently. It's kind of the same path you're walking. It's just, you can choose to unlock things differently. And I think they try to guide you to become more of that, you know, titular ghost of Tsushima later on, okay. with the ways enemies act and they get a little more difficult and certain stuff like that. But there actually was a cool little Easter egg that they talked about. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where if you go down the ghost path like a lot more and you really are, you know, doing that stuff, and there'll be more storms around you in the world. Like, kind of, the, it, it gets a little darker. Storms will happen more often to kind of mimic the journey that Jin is taking and stuff like that. And I was what? like, what? That is awesome. <laughs> that is Yes. Oh, my God. I love this game even more. It's just like little stuff like that. I just, I'm, I'm so happy with it. It's so good. That's a selling point for me right there. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what, it. I, that's I the it. ticket. I like, All right. I, I see what you're doing. I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nate, what are you playing?
2: Well, so I finally wrapped this weekend uh, Paper Mario and I was holding out and trying not to finish it, but I just had to finish it. So, um, 10 out of 10 game, nine out of, nine out of 10 game, I would say. I still don't like the battle system, but other than that, it was darling. It was fun. Um, I'm going to dive back in and do some more, uh, you can't really platinum it just because it's Nintendo, but I'm going to try to like get all the toads, fill all the holes. Find all the blocks and all the other things so it's it was a really fun game i just read an article where they were saying that they feel like they have to iterate on the battle system each game they're like we feel like we have to change it and it's like you don't always have to change it (laughs) Uh, you could go back to the old battle system and it would have been like a 10 out of 10 game but um so i just finished that and then i have been passively while watching umbrella academy season 2 playing Baba is You and trying not to throw my Switch across the room. Uh, Because some of those puzzles are real hard. So so where are you at in Paper Mario?
0: So, uh, wow, I'm still pretty early on because I've been... This happens to me all the time. I get so distracted with other games. So I have been playing a little bit of Paper Mario. Um, I'm still on the second streamer because I'm just... Every I'm looking for every secret, every nook and cranny, every toad, I'm trying to get um every single collectible that I can. They're for I know that everywhere. it's <laughs> I I can't remember which area it was, but I thought that I was encroaching on a hundred percent on the toads in that area. And I was at forty nine percent. I'm like, how is that even humanly possible? They, yeah. There's they're not here. Stop lying to me, Nintendo. But I'm trying to get to that mental platinum as well. So um, yeah, a little bit of Paper Mario, but I've been playing a ton of Valorant, um, <laughs> a throwback for some people been getting into Toontown again,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: nice. uh, streamed some Toontown yeah. earlier this week. And, um, I just, I have these ways with Toontown where I go into it and I, I work really, really hard, but that game is just so grindy that I can't do it for too long. Um, so I'm sure soon enough I'll stop and I'll go back to the last of us part two, cause I need to finish that game. It's I'm. I feel like I'm not even close to the end. I thought uh, during our last episode that I was at maybe like a halfway point, um, but then I had found out that Alex Ake and I were on completely different ends of the spectrum of the story we were talking about. So that tells me that I've got even further to go, which you, you is
1: realize this game is 375 hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
0: and as a parent, like it's it's disheartening, but not disheartening. Like I'm excited to play more but I'm like, I just want to finish it now. I just want to finish
1: I, I it that exact feeling, man.
0: so badly. But <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know in the comments below. Uh, what have you been playing? Is there something that we need to, to stop what we're doing and, and play that game instead? But until then, we're gonna move on to make it or break it. The segment where we get a prompt from you all in the community and make the ideal game based off of that prompt. And this week is TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're going to build the definitive game because that last one was horse (laughs) doo-doo. Are you guys ready? There are a handful of things that we need to accomplish by the end of the segment. We need to have a ideal developer slash publisher who is making this game how is it going to play what is the the title going to be what's the art style going to be we have a lot of things that we have to get done within who knows amount of time and like i said off air i have a killer idea but i don't want to taint your ideas give me your creativity let's build it teenage mutant ninja turtles
1: go I mean one one comes to mind instantly for me and even though we know they're doing suicide squad But I think Rocksteady would be a great choice for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game with (sighs) that combat system and everything Just Switching between the characters and having team-up attacks Which they kind of did in Arkham Knight and stuff like that like and you know make it a little gritty I could do it but still have that humor and fun stuff like that. I think that would be that would be super fun for me I would love that I Listen, I didn't
0: it's funny. I said I wasn't gonna say my idea and here you guys are just extracting it from my brain, Adam. That's. But if you, if you know Nate Addison, if you have other ideas, we don't want to squash them. We need to all agree on this. That's the thing: is we are building the game. So, do you like that idea? Do you have any other ideas?
3: I mean, I. God, you're gonna scream just like you did it, Nate. I was never super into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my girls, gosh! So. I'm gonna
0: punch my screen so hard
3: uh so i don't I don't really care what we do with this game. okay, I, I agree that it does need a very cool team combat system where I can easily s- switch between the characters. Uh, yes, I want it to be a little, I always want things to be a little
0: darker, yeah, yeah big brooding edge lord. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean it. You just said that you don't care, and that really bothers me
1: <laughs> so sad. <laughs>
0: It, it, it's very sad. Thank you. It, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have a very near and dear place in my heart. Okay, I found it. All right, so there was a game that came out. Shoot, I lost the date. I said I found it, and I didn't. Let me go back. It, 2013, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that came out in 2013 called Out of the Shadows. Do You guys know what I'm talking about? So it was a, an arcade-only game. Back when Xbox was was doing that, arcade only releases. And it had a very similar combat system to what you're talking about, Adam. Um, I don't think it got a great review. I think, yeah. So, so I mean, Steam 6 out of 10. Game. Yeah. Well, GameStop actually gave it a 4.1 out of 5, which is a pretty great review. And then IGN gave it a, a 6.1 out of 10. That's a good game. I had a lot of fun with it. It was that dark and brooding. Obviously, there were issues with it because so many people don't know what it is. But it had a, a very similar combat system. Oh, I,
1: think I do remember this, actually.
0: So I feel like it's it's been done before, and I thought it played well, so I feel like we could definitely do that again. So without... It doesn't seem like we have any objections. The combat system rocks steady. Let's, let's have that because I, I agree. I like that free-flowing combat... Um I initially start thinking of, you know, the fights with like Catwoman and Batman where you're switching between the two and like yeah, exactly. that is, is perfect. 100% I'm for that. Especially if you throw in of course you've got the four turtles but give April something to do. That's like really sweet. Maybe give her some guns or something um to really spice it up because they are so melee heavy cuz then you add in like Casey Jones. He's coming in with his hockey sticks, his billy clubs, baseball bats. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so hyped well, in this. Well,
2: they could even utilize April in a way that they utilize Mary Jane and Spider-Man.
0: Give her some stealth her elements,
2: okay. I like I, that. I liked that. I thought those were a nice break between the fluidity of the... I'm with blood you. Blood,
0: so... So, okay, do we want it to be like an open-world game where we have those segments that's, that that break off like in Spider-Man and we, we have a stealth sequence and maybe the Casey Joan elements are like a an on-rails... Beat him up or or something. I don't know, but
2: yes,
0: yes, yeah. You want a, you want a dark, broody New York, just f- filled
1: with crime? and run in the truck. Like have some fun. Pick up some pizza. Yes, into the collectible. Just get try, go to all the pizza shops in New York. Yes. I mean, come on, that'd be sweet. Okay, fine. It's there like we a go.
2: Crime trilogy, where <laughs> the they have to go in the sewer.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. man. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Actually, you could have a lot of fun with that.
0: Now, I don't know how well. This could be done in that type of setting, but do we want drop-in, drop-out four-player co-op?
1: Okay, you know what? If we're making the perfect game, why not? Yeah, the more the merrier. <laughs> I
0: feel like it's a no-brainer for the turtles. I mean, there's four of yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So we've got who's making it, the style of the game, drop-in co-op or drop-in, drop-out four-player co-op storyline. Now you don't have to be a major turtles fan to come up with a cohesive storyline, because I feel like most of the games don't really have that anyways. You have your basic enemies. Um, if it's going to be like an Arkham or a Spider-Man PS4, you just sprinkle in the rogues gallery and then it is what it is. Give one guy the overarching idea of, oh, I'm going to get everybody together and kill the turtles. And so it, it doesn't really have to be this impactful story.
1: But where would we want it to go? I'd say it's it starts off and people are going out to get some pizza and they can't find any and you find out all the pizza in New York has gone missing and then the Turtles have to come and save the city and bring back pizza to the people oh my
0: gosh <laughs> I love <laughs> it <laughs> oh my gosh you're yeah,
1: rebuilding it. the city one pizza shop at a time one come pizza on. shop at a time <laughs> do we want sponsored pizza shops in this thing? do we want like right. Domino's ads everywhere? <laughs> let's do it <laughs> like it's super cheesy. I feel like it's, yeah, it would fit. <laughs> you know, like you know how they had those like optimized for Xbox Series X logos like all over the screen. You could just put like, <laughs> massive Domino's logos and Pizza Hut. And- yes. <laughs> like,
3: what if we just like <clears throat> got Papa John like eat? <laughs> he he just posted billboards the day of yes. reckoning oh.
0: oh my god the <laughs> day I mean, of this, reckoning this is brilliant <laughs> he's a real villain oh my god if
1: papa john was like the ultimate villain that would be the greatest game of all time this is the xbox One. Yes. oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> this is not my most anticipated game of all time <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know how you can top that, really. No, you can't. You can't,
0: and I feel like we do that—we knock it out of the park every single episode. It's like, here's the game idea. Just do it. Like, who has the rights? Is it? Is it Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon's got the rights to to Ninja Turtles. I think yeah. Okay, who do who do we have to talk to? Do I have to do it again? Like, do I have to look up and see who's like in charge of games or something? At Nickelodeon, we'll just have to message them and put this clip out there. But what about title? We have, a, we have a dynamite story, a world that feels lived in. <laughs> it hits home for, I'm a pizza aficionado, so this is like literally my jam, a story about pizza. What The title has to be like killer. It needs to be, you read it, I don't even know anything about turtles, I don't even know anything about pizza, but I want to buy this game because the title's that good. We, we have to keep going up and up and up.
1: Oh man, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure.
2: I was gonna go like full like eighties, nineties cheesy and be like Pizza Panic, or like something like <laughs> just really like terrible
0: I like Pizza Panic, but we have we have a weird juxtaposition. We have a a fun, relatable, semi lighthearted story. It's got a, a great G rated core. But remember, we are in the dirtiest New York City. It's filled with crime the underbelly is showing its belly and i need more grit i like pizza panic i like where your head's at i like having pizza in the pizza title slow and in the panic of like oh my gosh all the pizza's gone but let's get some grit in there addison that's your motif
3: yeah i know and i'm struggling <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know because it's got to be so good because it's got to live up to how great the game is going to be what about something with like crust like dark crust Dark, the Dark Crust Rises. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
2: <laughs>
3: the colon
1: pizza John. panic. This villain name is Dark Crust. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm into that. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, yes.
1: Um Papa John's <laughs> dark crust has taken all the pizza from New York City. Only the turtles can save the world. <laughs> and can Is there
2: it be the twist where we figure out it's
1: popped? Oh and yes, like exactly. Yeah, kids. that's like the midway
0: punch.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Can it be the Papa that's like
0: crying and sweating? You know what I'm talking about? Oh,
1: yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> that's that's the Papa too. Yep.
1: Oh, dark crust. He's so damaged. Terrifying. I'm just shaking in my bones right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is the really greatest game of all time. I'm saying it right
0: now. I I have one more request because we've hit every single note that I could ever want for a Teenage (laughs) Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Can we add in the Nemesis system?
1: Oh my god, yes. Of course.
0: I feel like the Nemesis system just makes every game better. I just imagine Foot Soldiers just getting better and better. They have pizza pun names like it's, it's just it's all over the place their armor is just like a domino's box i mean oh come on God, that's brilliant and they
2: have like a giant pizza cutter like chainsaw yeah. yes
0: <laughs> all right so we literally have everything we need it's up to you the viewers to give us that box art that's literally the, the last
1: right now, okay this will bring us out of the darkness <laughs> yes. rise up against our crust <laughs> <laughs> this fall
0: on stadium. <laughs> uh, please give us some stellar fan art. The box art again is up to you. Wow, guys, oh, we crushed man. it. That was perfect. So I I'm gonna do a little research. I'm gonna find who's in charge of like uh, oh. gaming intellectual properties at Nickelodeon. I'm gonna clip out this segment. I'm just gonna email it to them.
1: Yeah, I think you should. I mean, yeah, it's, there we
0: go. I mean, it's, right. What are they gonna say? <laughs> no? Okay, fine. Legal battle. We'll we'll make yeah, it happen. Really They don't have a choice. Yeah. So let us know in the comments below. Is this a game that you would play? Because if not, then you have terrible taste in games. But if so, (laughs) sign the petition. We'll get a change.org going. and We'll get this game made. We're now going to take it down memory lane, moving it to the my favorite segment. where we, again, get a prompt from you, the viewers, the community, and we access the recesses of our mind, and uh, we pull out some great gaming memories. And so this week, it is my favorite licensed video game. So hopefully you've had a little bit of time. Can you think about, not even just like, what's your favorite licensed video game, but why? What's the story behind it? What was the fun that you had with it? Who wants to start it off? Does anybody have theirs?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in first, because it's it's not quite out yet, but I just am loving everything I'm seeing of it so far, but it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Dark Crust Rises. It is just, everything I've seen about this game is, it's another level. It's like, it's the future of games. I mean, it's, it's, Oh my gosh. Wait oh. right till you get to the twist, man. It is. Nah. Wow.
0: <laughs> I was not expecting that. That. <laughs> Oh my God. I was hanging off every word. I went, oh my gosh, this is the game we just made.
1: <laughs> it's a real, this you is going to be
0: a real testimony.
1: You got to put your dreams into the world. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine
0: the steam reviews? They're going to be fantastic.
1: Oh but no, if, if I had to pick one, I, one that always sticks out to me is, uh, Lord of the Rings, the two towers, like that, like action adventure, you know, like kind of game where you're just going through all the characters and they did that thing where now it probably looks terrible, but. They, like, had clips of the movie that seamlessly went into the gameplay and everything. Oh, so yes. I was like, this is the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> and I was all about Lord of the Rings back then. It still am, but, like, it had the music and the characters, and I was like, man, this is just... I could not get enough of that game. It was so good.
0: Did you play Return of the King?
1: Yeah, I think I played that one, too, yeah. That seems
0: to be the one that everyone's like, hey, you need to bring that back. But I'm right there I'm with you. I'm surprised they
1: have it. I mean, I mean, I know licensing is always a big issue, but I I remember those games super fondly. I thought there was a lot of like there was a lot of stuff to love in those games. I loved them. Yeah, it,
0: the only and man, I hope you agree with me because it, that's just been this whole episode has been the wavelengths are happening here. <laughs> <laughs> the two in in two towers, there was the Helms Deep. Like Helms Deep was broken up into like two or three different levels. Right. But the one in particular that was just the worst thing that's ever happened to video game history is when you have to protect, like, the door. Oh,
1: so man. you're just oh,
0: fighting God. off waves of urukai, and every once in a while you'll get a berserker, and it literally feels like the level does not end. <laughs> It, it, yeah. It's like Cuphead levels of frustration.
1: Seriously, I do remember that. I think I blocked that out of my head, and now it's roaring back in. <laughs> know.
0: You're going to wake up in a cold sweat and send me a text like, Darn you! <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, who else? Who's, who's got one?
3: Uh, I mean, I have one. I've got two, um, which I didn't realize that yeah, the Lord of the Rings games were going to be flooded back into my memory, so that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but my first one it's a it's the Lost World Jurassic Park um it was like a platformer almost what um you would just like sometimes play as a dinosaur and run through and have to stay alive like running past uh lost raptors and and larger predators um and then there's other times where you're like a hunter and you have to make your way through this level fighting dinosaurs
0: what was it on um
3: what
0: what was it on
3: uh I played it for PS1. Okay. Um I don't I don't think it was anything else. It was Electronic Arts. Um Sega. I don't Oh yeah, so it was PlayStation and Sega Saturn.
0: Okay, so PlayStation? 1997.
3: Um so I played that a lot as a kid and then my second one is Republic Commando.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow deep uh, that's I just a great a lot of memories deck.
3: with that like being outside playing it in the summer um we would just you know we would embody those characters because i had you know it was me and my brother and then two neighbors that were also brothers so like we kind of took on those personalities as ourselves and would go outside and play it was fun
0: did you uh did you put on like bike helmets and like break into people's houses with nerf guns pretending you were the republic commandos yeah exactly yeah i figured I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Nate, what about you?
2: Um, so a tough, tough switch or tough break, but Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, like on PlayStation 2, yes. Star Wars Battlefront 2, like that was such a fun game. Um, I really, really enjoyed that game. But also, and I can't tell because I haven't played it in a while, but the nostalgic value of like the Harry Potter Game Boy Color game for like Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone were very fun too, and I remember playing them on my Game Boy SP, Advance SP, or I played one of them on my Game Boy Advance SP, and then one of them on the Game Boy Color, and it was like a whole new world because so I had read it, I had watched it, and now I could play it. But I Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two from 2005 was an all-time favorite.
1: That's a great. Those are great choices.
0: It's um. It's crazy that you bring that up, because I literally—sorry—I had to like dig out my PSP, dig it out. Are you kidding me? It's on my nightstand. Look at me go. Um, <laughs> I was going through uh, my PSP the other day, and literally—I mean, audio listeners won't have anything, but I had it on PSP as well, and I played it on original Xbox. But oh my gosh, this was a killer. Now, like, most of the modes didn't like work too well on that small screen and the that little. Pathetic analog stick, but um, the heroes versus villains mode was a game changer. And this is just an honorable honorable mention for me. But um, crap, I'm forgetting. Pandemic, Pandemic was the uh, the long forgotten studio that made those games, and they ended up making a Lord of the Rings game. Did Did any of you play that one, Lord of the Rings Conquest?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I didn't play as much as I wanted to, but I I liked what I played It. It was a cool concept.
0: Yeah.
3: Isn't that the turn-based one?
1: No, no.
0: This is the... It's literally... It's Battlefront. It's Battlefront, but Lord (laughs) of the Rings. And, I mean, I don't... I guess I can see the the hate that it got because there were some things that weren't too great. You could really gank the system with some of the, like, basic heroes because you had um, your archers, your sword guy, your your heavy attack person, so on and so forth, your magic users, Um, but wow, the heroes versus villains in that obviously is like, Lord of the Rings fan, tried and true, it was phenomenal, and then the DLC came out and you got the uh, Amon Hen map from uh, Fellowship of the Ring, like where the movie ended, and you also got like Boromir and Arwen joined the battle, oh my gosh, I'm like panting, just thinking about how amazing that game was. (laughs) um but so my favorite licensed game and it's it's not even my favorite licensed game because there's just so many but i want to bring this one up because i feel like nobody knows this game it's so it's not like licensed like a movie or a tv show or anything like that but it's jackie chan there was this licensed jackie chan video game on the playstation one um it might have had like a, a rumble in the bronx like type storyline. I mean, I don't really know, but it was called like Stunt Master. But it was one of those early on games that gave me such an incredible sense of freedom. Like like you're just fighting all these guys and then in perfect Jackie Chan fashion, like you're you're throwing people into boxes, you're like grabbing stuff that's around you and it just it, it almost felt like a the the creative battle system from like Sleeping Dogs or even like the true crime streets of LA like those games. Um, felt like a really early prototype to those. But good gosh I mean th- there are obviously so many way better licensed games out there But <laughs> for those listeners out there who, who want a deep cut and something to look up Please somebody Fire up their PS1 Go to a mom and pop shop w- Wear your masks of course with COVID But um, get Jackie Chan Stunt master And tell me how great it is Because I know
1: I know it's amazing But uh, from, let us know from, from the From the Wikipedia page Jeff Lund- Lundrigan reviewed the game for Next Gen, rating it two stars out of five, and stated that Jackie Chan deserves better. <laughs> what? We got to find this man <laughs> and have some words with him. Hold on. Let me pull up his Twitter really quick. I'm gonna... uh, we will not stand for this.
0: His DMs better be open. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Spell his name for me.
1: I uh, love it. How do you spell his name? L-U-N-D-R-I-G-A-N. What was his first name again? Jeff. Jeff.
0: Wait a minute. Is it a weird Jeff, like G E O F F?
1: No, nope, J E F F.
0: Regular Jeff, like it should be. Sorry, Jeff Keely. <laughs> All right. There's only one person on Twitter, and I don't think that this is going to be him. Has <laughs> we'll been active somehow, since somewhere.
1: 2011. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he I definitely Papa John's like second in command.
0: Can <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm just gonna read. The two tweets that this this user has. All right. February 11th, 2011. Justin Bieber. No spaces. <laughs> All one word.
1: Like okay.
0: it? Second tweet ever. And this is wow. Steaks and Caesars with Lord Bieber's caddy. Mmm. Corey, my valentine. All right. All right, Jeff Lundgren. Lundrigan. Go ahead and give a crappy review to somebody else. You suck. All right. <laughs> Let us know in the chat, in the comments below, um, what is your favorite licensed game and why? Fellas, it's time.
2: I have a question real quick. What? A trivia question for you. No. Would you count Kingdom Hearts as a licensed game?
1: Uh. Ooh. Ooh. Does I
2: that going to be yes. my
1: answer, but I didn't know. I would say yes. Yeah. It's on the border, but, you know, it's got Disney. That's a big license.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I we, we kind of have to because it's not even just Disney. It's also, like, Final Fantasy, and I feel like yeah. Final Fantasy is a license of its own now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, fine. Yeah. No, that. I mean, if I had to give a real answer, go ahead and get rid of mine, Nate, and we'll use that one. But here's – you talk about trivia. You completely stole my steam. It's time for Big Bet Trivia, everybody. Mm-hmm. Where I propose a trivia question to the panel. We are playing video game, or sorry, ultimate video game trivia. You can play at home. I don't know where to buy it. Just look on Amazon. I'm sure you'll find it. But it's a ton of fun. There are softball questions, there are really deep cuts. It is full of video game obscure knowledge. Now, so far, the scoreboard is literally all over the place. We've had ties. I think, uh, Addison, you might have one point from, like, the first episode, but then you've gotten nothing since then.
3: Yeah, I missed an episode and then didn't know the other two. <laughs> yeah,
0: you just couldn't really pull it together. It was rough. Um, Nate, other. you got one, two? I'll have to go back because I'm terrible. I think I just have one. One, yep.
2: And it was a fluke.
0: <laughs> it Yes, I do remember that it was a fluke because you guessed and you looked very unsure. Um, and then Adam...
2: I next time, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Adam you inherit as the guest spot the points from from guest pass. Thank
1: so. you guest pass. I will not let you down.
0: You know what I I don't I think you're going to be helping them because I don't think anybody actually did that great. We're we're <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see. One point. What's that?
2: Someone got one point. Only so we're, I think we're even now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I'm going to have to go back. I said I was going to do a scoreboard, but in classic Ace of Fashion, I completely forgot. Um, so I'm going to go back and, and get that scoreboard. Um, but I do remember, so, and Adam, this is just a further description of how this works and if, for folks at home as well. I will give the initial question. You'll you'll have your chance, buzz in, wave your hand, whatever you got to do to get my attention. Give me your answer if you're incorrect. It automatically goes to the other two panelists. If they can't get it, we then go into uh, the prompts. We're going to get three prompts as I go through. If It's going to be the same thing. I give the first prompt. Whoever buzzes in first, you go for it, so on and so forth. If by after the third prompt nobody gets it, it is unequivocally a draw. All right. That's good to me. <laughs> Here we go. I feel like this one is so freaking easy. <laughs> I But then again, I think they all are. All right, here we go. Released in 1971. That's how that one starts. Wow. Which computer game featured a journey to Willamette Valley and a possible game over due to the player character dying from dysentery? Oh, Buzz. What, Nate? Yes. Work and fail. Oregon Trail, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. This was one of the one. only games we were allowed to play when we were
2: really little because there was not like a lot of like gore. It was just like normal death, like of dis- <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> the, Well, there was like some supposed uh, value to it educationally that some schools saw, which I don't understand why because I don't remember learning anything from Oregon Trail. I just you remember, remember
1: it, that You learned dysentery. I
0: learned that's dysentery, nice, that's and that's nice. literally. <laughs> Like, if you all could have been in my position, watching your faces as I'm reading this entire question, it's like you're puzzled, probably some fear. I think I I felt that from you, Adam, just a a tinge in your eye and just complete confusion. But then as soon as literally as soon as I said the word dysentery, light bulbs. That's it. So everything comes into focus. Take that, uh, Mrs. Reed of Stevenson Elementary back in my fifth grade days. That's all I learned from that game was dysentery. And and my friends can attest to that. So
2: Well, they've, they've remade it, and now it's, like, colorful and beautiful, and now your children can get picked up by, like, eagles. Hey. <laughs> and, like, <'cause> I was, <laughs> Whoa. was in college, I was in the 80s, and so the kids, I was like, guys, you have iPads. Let's play this game. I loved this as a kid. And, like, ten minutes into it, the kid's like, My kid got taken by a hawk, and I was like, okay, well, let's stop playing this game now because that never happened.
0: (laughs) Are you serious?
2: Yeah, your kid can go off, and then it's gone.
0: Wow. That's terrifying. That's graphic.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't like that. It's also um, a tabletop game now. They made it into, like, a a card-based tabletop game. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably worth a try. I don't know. Probably not. I mean i don't really see any interest in anybody's eyes so i'm gonna let that go and we're gonna move on to the the final segment of the show out this month i'm gonna read off list of games uh you guys just let me know what's that standout one that you want that's really sticking out to you so here we go out this month in august we've got fall guys obviously it's already out we have undermine fast and furious crossroads horizon zero dawn makes its way over to pc hyperscape comes to console and xbox one and ps4 Deliver us the moon. Battletoads makes its comeback. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. Project Cars Three. Captain Subasa. Rise of New Champions. Vader Immortal. No Straight Roads and Descenders makes its way over to Switch. Do any of those games pique your interest? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, which one?
3: Uh, I mean, I've been. I don't know how I stumbled across Vader Immortal on Instagram before I saw it anywhere else. Um, I think it's a neat concept. I'm always still hopeful that the VR aspect of things is going to take off, even though it makes me super motion sick right now. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I'll be interested to see how that goes.
1: Yeah. So I, I've I've had Vader Immortal on uh, Oculus Quest. Yeah. And it was, it's unbelievably amazing. Like it's not, and you know the game, like the story in the game is like okay, but there's just moments where you're just like, I am literally in Star Wars. It's unbelievable. And then they also have this like lightsaber dojo mode where you're just fighting off against, like, training droids and, like, the little, like, flying droids that were in A New Hope that were shooting at Luke. And there was, like, a moment where I literally, like, let my feelings in and just trusted the Force and started playing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's incredible. <laughs> and it's, it's awesome because, you know, the quest, there's no, like, cords or wires or anything. So, like, I was playing with two controllers. And, like, it felt weird because I had a lightsaber in one hand and the other one was just kind of holding it. So I just... You know decide to put the control other controller down hold it like a lightsaber and start playing with it and it was just oh my god it was one of the coolest moments i've ever had it was so awesome
3: yeah and i think that's part of the reason why i'm excited to try it is because when i played oh no okay sorry i thought my zoom quit uh when i played <laughs> um battlefront and there's the vr mode in oh, that yeah, yeah. I, when i put the goggles on and the Walker was just in front of me, and I
1: was there. I started crying. Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> you can't get that anywhere else. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely highly recommend it. It's it's awesome.
0: Well, I'm now currently pricing Oculus Quest units. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's you know it's PS5, PSVR is great, but the wires are just my always my biggest thing because it does kind of take you out a little bit with things. So that's yeah. why the, the Quest was such a brilliant thing so i'm hoping it continues to i mean it's, it's doing really well so hopefully it keeps doing things but
0: yeah. do you think it's, it the performance on it matches it? what it would be compared to connected to a, a pc say that again what was it so the the performance do you feel like it it's perfectly fine like in comparison to a vr unit uh attached to a pc
1: yeah yeah because it's you know it's it's very optimized for the quest and everything which, okay which was which was nice and What's great about the Quest 2, though, is you can get a USB-C cord and then you can make it into like a Rift. So you can use the power of your PC for the Quest. What? So, so like, you know, I Half-Life Alyx is not on the Quest, but if you plug it into your PC, you can play Half-Life Alex, And it's amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Are you serious? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so I don't have to buy the index? Oh my gosh. You know, the index, it's obviously made for it. So it does, it has the finger tracking and some other better stuff, but it runs very well. Like I was, I was very impressed. I didn't really have any issues Mm. besides once again, almost tripping over the cord and killing myself a couple times when I was (laughs) spinning around in circles, but yeah,
0: (laughs) well, there's a rumor that there's a new stimulus check coming. So (laughs) I think I know what I'm going to blow my money on this time. (laughs) <laughs>
2: well, I priced one out right when COVID had started, and we all went in lockdown. because so I was like, "Oh, I, maybe this will be the way to get into VR," and it was sold out everywhere. Yeah, yeah and so I was wow. like, "Okay, I guess I'm not gonna get it." But it, it does look really fun. Yeah,
1: it's great. It's 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 very um, a very incredible piece of of equipment. That the first time I played, I'm like, "Okay, this is magic. This is actually magic." <laughs> yeah, it's really it's good.
2: Deep breath of the Wild in VR. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so I totally I forgot was, they did
2: that. I almost hurled. Like I put, yeah, on, that was I, bad. Made, I made like the goggles. Like I like made my own where it was on. It and I, was I like, did all, too. All yeah, the, the wild fell off a cliff and was like, "We're done."
1: <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot they did that. That's so funny. Uh,
0: any other standout titles you guys are interested in?
2: That Shut up. game looks fun. Like I like soccer and I like anime, so I feel like that's going to be a fun thing to do. And yeah. I've never played FIFA, so my
1: way in there. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that game does look kinda interesting and fun. I'll be curious to see how that turns out. Yeah. yeah I'm ex- I'm excited to try Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. That's I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy, but I never really got into that one. So right. it'll be it'll be fun to mess around with that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty interested Switch, in that one as well. On Switch. Um so <sighs> there are so many games that I'm I'm really interested in, but man, I'm just so hyped that people on Switch get to play Descenders. Have have any of you played Descenders? I've not actually. Listen, that is the sleeper hit of the year. It is a downhill biking game. That's it.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: But the between the music, the way that it controls so fluidly, it's so it's so addicting. It's so much fun. It's on Game Pass, so um, Xbox players, if you're listening, you can play it like literally for free. It's a quick download. It's definitely like not something you can sink your teeth into and play extensively for days on end, but like if you just want to blow a weekend afternoon or you just want to pass the time by, it definitely, for me, not a hundred percent, but comes close to almost hitting some of those Tony Hawk vibes where you can just go and just try to get like the best run. Um, the music is again fantastic and. It just feels, it made me want to mountain bike. Like, obviously, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, Addison, I'm not going to join you. I'd rather do it virtually, but
3: it's well, yeah, close. I just got super excited because I didn't know this existed. And, you know, being into mountain biking, I'm excited to now do it from my couch.
0: Dude, <laughs> do it. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah, I'm so excited to hear what you think about that. But uh, let us know in the comments below or in the chat. Are there any games that I missed? Now this is a very curated list because obviously there are games coming out all the time but let us know what games are you excited about but that does bring us to the end of the show so we have a few things to wrap things up it's time for our community spotlight where we take just a moment to highlight somebody in the community that is doing something awesome and so today we're going to highlight Josh Biddick who has this Up and Comer podcast so if you have the time go to your podcast services search up the Up and Comer podcast and give it a listen you will you'll love it plus i mean also <laughs> i've got an episode on there so you could even start with that one start with my episode of the up and Coming podcast and then just listen to the rest of them josh is a phenomenal host uh, and i hope that you'll hear more from him soon but adam it is your time to shine <laughs> where can people find you what are you doing what do you want people to listen to to read
1: go well, I'm developing a game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a gun. Okay, so make sure to follow our development studio. It's not currently <laughs> named, but it'll come out probably in the next few weeks. So we'll stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you, can, uh, you can follow all my work on IGN.com. And um, also I do a podcast called The Gamer's Advocate. It's a weekly show. goes live on... Twitch.tv slash Adam Bankers every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern and podcast services Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where it's similar to this. We just, you know, a bunch of friends getting together and talking about games and doing all that stuff. But those are really the main things. Yeah. IGN and Gamers Advocate. And that's that's my uh, that's my stuff. It's, it's pretty uh, easy, but pretty awesome. I, like I it.
0: think it's also safe to say you're from Ohio. Yes.
1: <laughs> Go yeah, I live in Columbus from Cleveland. Go Browns.
0: Ohio, rise up! We're, we're yeah, coming for you. To. The gaming industry is moving to Ohio, and Adam is one of the uh, shining examples of why that is the case. Yeah, think
1: they- yeah, I was about to say we also do uh, some extra life Columbus work um, in yeah. Columbus, which I know we've both you know helped out in the past and stuff. So it's there's a lot of really good stuff. Where- we're usually a part of there's a huge convention in columbus called gdex yep it's usually at the convention center and all this stuff but obviously this year we can't really do it so there's going to be a lot of online stuff where, and we're planning some stuff behind the scenes and yes yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff going on in columbus and a lot of really exciting stuff so yeah if you want to keep up with all of that kind of stuff you can follow me on twitter at adam bankers that's really the main place where i hang out and stuff but yeah those those are the main things i would say awesome uh addison nate where can people find you
3: Uh, I'm on all social media at Addison Tossie um, and Twitch at Itchy Toboggan Itchy underscore Toboggan Um, and it's real random as to when I log on so just uh, (laughs) you know try to keep in touch
2: (laughs) (laughs) and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Nate Pretzel like the food
0: and you can find me at a Green River 07 on Instagram and Twitter but If you want to follow anybody, please, I implore you, go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search Borderline Entertainment. Give a follow today. Not only do we have more content coming out soon, but you get to stay in the know of when we go live, when we have more episodes of Game Chat, and just what cool stuff is going on. We have a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, and I can't wait for you all to see it. But that does it. There's another episode of Game Chat, the video game ride show in the books. Thank you so much again, Adam, for being a part of the show. We appreciate you you. It's been so much fun. And don't forget, coming to a system and a PC near you, we've got a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game coming out.
1: Oh, yeah. Really? Uh,
0: <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I've been your host, Ace Green River. Be well, Borderline family.